Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. Lenny Bruce, uh, first comic voice, greatest thing to happen is free speech since the First Amendment. And there's a play uh, at the Count Basie Theater, October 8th and 9th. I'm not a comedian. I'm Lenny Bruce. It stars Ronnie Marmo. It's directed by Joe Montaigne. Ronnie joins us now. Ronnie, how are you? I've been waiting all week to do this. This is great, Steve. Thank you. Me as well. I actually haven't left my uh, chair. I've just been sitting here waiting. <laughs> I really appreciate Happy to be that. doing it with you. <laughs> now, <laughs> I wish I was kidding, but really, I can't wait. I can't wait to see this. Now, now, first of all, tell us about Lenny Bruce. How would you describe Lenny Bruce in your own words, having played him as much as you have? Uh, Lenny Bruce was a, uh, on the surface was a comic, but he was so much more than that. You know, you said it perfectly. I think he did more for free speech in the first, since the first amendment was introduced to this country. That's why, you know, he was, he was an incredible guy. And, uh, you know, a lot of people know Richard Pryor, they know George Carlin, but they don't know Lenny and Lenny kind of just passed the torch to Carlin, you know, and it kind of went that way. But Lenny really, you know, he put himself out there he, uh, he died for our sins. I don't mean to sound blasphemous. You know, I was thinking the same thing. I mean, that would be the best way to put it. And it was Lenny who took the fall so that everybody else can stand up or can do stand up. And yeah, no doubt, no doubt. People don't understand. You know, as bad as it is today to do comedy with all this uh, weaponizing and political correctness and all, back in, you know, when he started in late 50s, early 60s, you know, talk about the censorship. Talk about what Lenny went through just to be able to get on stage and do his act, knowing that at one point there were police in the audience waiting to arrest him for words. Steve, he got arrested in 1963 in Los Angeles for saying schmuck. My God. Right? And, that, and, that, and you know, the, a few other words that I probably shouldn't say. I'd like you to keep your job over Please there. Please don't. So I'm going <laughs> to refrain from those. But I thought schmuck was a nice one. Uh, but this guy literally got arrested because he offended some Jewish cop. Right. And uh, he did another bit in Chicago called Religions Incorporated. And he got arrested because a Chicago cop was offended. Not one dirty word, nothing. They just didn't like, because, you know, he was so smart. And he, he held the mirror up to society. And I think people didn't want to deal with that, you know? And that was the way the times were back then, because, you know, people tend to hear about history and put it into perspective that were, it was always like it is right now. And it wasn't. You know, the, the mores were different, the times were different, and Lenny, you know, Lenny would have been great today, but unfortunately he was living then, and it killed him, practically. Well, well, you know, Phil Spector, Phil Spector has a great quote. He said, Lenny Bruce died of an overdose of the police. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and that's the truth. I mean, they hounded this man because they didn't want to deal with it. And by the way, Steve, we're still having the same conversation 60 years later. I mean, literally, how much has changed? I'm not really sure, you know? No. And, you know, Ronnie Marmo, you're from Old Bridge. What got you into Lenny Bruce? Well, I'm from Woodbridge. Let's clear that up. I'm oh, sorry, Woodbridge, Woodbridge mistake. <laughs> right. No, that's a big difference. Steve, I know, you know, I, I mean? know. Uh, you know, I fell in love with Lenny. I, I grew up loving Carlin and loving Pryor. And about 15 years ago, some guy, Charlie Brill, a great comic, came to me and said, hey, do you know who Lenny Bruce was? I said, yeah, I know of him. I'm a little young, but I know him. And he says, uh, there's a play that somebody wrote for me. Why don't you do it? And I said, oh, I don't know. Lenny's friends are still alive. Long story short, he talked me into it. I did the play. Right. I fell in love with Lenny. 
But then what I realized was is that, uh, well, first of all, that our lives paralleled in so many ways, so many ways. But then I realized that I was only telling part of the story because that play was very safe. Mm-hmm. And in my show, the play starts, I, I start dead naked on the toilet and doesn't let up for 90 minutes. So <laughs> I, don't know, I, hope I, I hope that's not a spoiler. But yeah, really. All, all I can say, Steve, is if you come, don't sit house right because apparently the mystery's over. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, Charlie Brill. I had it a deal. Charlie Brill and Mitzi McCall was one of my very first comedy albums. Uh, Charlie Brill is one of my favorite. He's like a dad to me. I love yeah. that man. He's my friend. Yeah, Jack Burns. All uh-huh. those guys are... Every Wednesday, Jack just passed away, but every Wednesday I had lunch with these guys. Oh, and so man. Charlie was like, yeah, yeah, literally for like 10 years every Wednesday. You should have recorded those conversations. Oh, I have a few. Don't worry. Cool. Now, now uh, Joe Montaigne is directing this too, right? Uh, Joe Montaigne, the great, brilliant, and, you know, the biggest mensch I know, Joe Montaigne. The guy is, uh, he's unbelievable. He directed the play and, you know, he's so committed. I mean, he just, he loves it. He loves the show. And I, I feel like he thinks he's like looking back in time because, you know, calls me the kid, even though I'm a grown man. Where's <laughs> the kid? Get up on stage, kid. All right. All right. All right now, you're up on stage. You're on Lenny Bruce. Uh, you've become Lenny Bruce, and Lenny Bruce has become a part of you. You know, Ronnie Marmo, what have you learned from Lenny Bruce for your comedy today? You know, it's interesting. Five years ago, when I, when I started to write this play, six years ago, I had a, a lot of my feelings were different than Lenny's, you know. I didn't know what what exactly we agreed on, didn't agree on. I couldn't tell you those things now because my heart doesn't know that I'm acting. Right. And I have completely consumed this man. And I love him. And uh, I feel like in some ways I'm getting to carry the torch and finish something Lenny didn't get to do. I mean, last night was my 335th performance. Wow. And yeah, yeah. And we ran for a year in New York, a year in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I'm taking it home to Red Bank is like the biggest thrill of my life, if, you know, from not being too corny. For a kid I'm from so Woodbridge. This, yeah, well, I'm from Woodbridge, not Red Bank. But, no, uh, but, thank, <laughs> but I'm excited. And, uh, and I've learned that, uh, you know, if you believe in something, you got to fight for it, uh, no matter what it costs. And our country right now is in bad shape as it is. And uh, people, people have seen this show, Steve, 12 times, Total Strangers, because they said, they say to me, like, we need Lenny's voice now more than ever. Yeah. And they keep coming back over and over and they just hang on every word. And they talk to me while I'm on stage. They get mad. They yell. By the way, it's very funny as well. It's not just a big drama. (laughs) Lenny actually was funny at times, too. Mm -hmm. Let me clear that up. I saw the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel clips, right, with uh, Lenny's character in it. And uh, how do you think Lenny, if Lenny were alive today, uh, you know, the stage may be set for the next Lenny, just with the way the times are right now. It's almost like we're going back to the uh, 50s and 60s, early yeah. 60s. How would Lenny Bruce survive if he were coming out today? You know, I think Lenny, what made him so unique is that he, he wasn't trying to be shock for shock value. I mean, some people call no, it was real. Stern or, yeah, it was like you know, the Howard Stern of our time. I, don't, I can't speak to anybody else other than Lenny, but that was just his authentic truth. Mm-hmm. And I have to imagine he would do the same thing now. Um, you know, there's certain bits in the show that I've considered removing, not removing based on me. You know, I can't be tone deaf to the world we're in right now. But there's so many beautiful bits from Lenny Bruce and it's just a really smart show. I'm so proud of it. I mean, I wrote the play, but honestly it was divinely inspired, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like Lenny and I were writing it together and uh, Kitty Bruce's daughter, 
gave me the biggest compliment in the world. Kitty said, in 50 years, you're the only one who got it right. Wow. So, that is high praise. I mean, that's the only review I need, to be honest, you know? Well, we're going to come see you on uh, Friday and Saturday at uh, the Count Basie Theater in Red Bank. It's Ronnie Marmo. I'm not a comedian. I'm Lenny Bruce, and that's Friday and Saturday, October 8th and 9th. And, Ronnie, I want to thank you so much. I wish I had another hour to talk to you. No, I know. Listen, anytime. I, I love talking, Lenny. And by the way, we're going to be in the Vogel. That's their new space at the Count Basie. Mm -hmm. I just want to be clear. They open this really cool like music venue. Oh, it's we might great. be the first straight play in there. All right, Actually, excellent. Christening the joint. So, uh, but anytime, pal, and I hope you get there, and uh, and I look forward to doing it for for New Jersey. So, you got it, Ronnie. Thanks again. All Thanks right. for coming on, Ronnie Marmo. I'm not a comedian. I'm Lenny Bruce. I highly recommend this. This has been the Steve Travelly Show on Demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.